Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Conversations with Sports Fans. I'm your host, Doug Hill, and since today is Mother's Day, I figured why not speak to some moms find out what it's like to watch your children compete. We ordinarily operate without a net here at Conversations, but today we're taking it to new heights. I am joined at my kitchen table by four mothers who I suspect uh, were varying degrees of sports fan before having children and then sort of had fandom thrust upon them after their children began competing. We aim to learn a little bit more about this experience and what it was like during our time together today. So ladies, welcome to Conversations with Sports Fans. I'm going to just go around the horn from left to right here and have everybody introduce themselves so you can get a feel for who's in the room with me. We'll start with you, Tammy. Hi, I'm Tammy Westlake. I have three children. I have a 24-year-old, Austin. Uh, my 22-year-old is Gage, and my youngest is Madison. Uh, the boys both swam, and Madison cheered. Fantastic. Thanks, Tammy. Welcome. Um, over here, Kathy Ryan. I'm Kathy Ryan, and I have two boys. Brendan is 24, and he was a competitive dancer. And Connor is 21 and played basketball, t-ball, baseball, flag football, soccer, and his favorite was hockey. Fantastic. And Jean? I'm Jean Hellman. I have three kids. Uh, my oldest played soccer and travel baseball. Uh, my middle son, Jack, he played soccer and mainly basketball. And Katie played everything under the sun. She did gymnastics and dance and swam and cheer, uh, softball. I think that's it, but maybe there's probably another one in there too. Well, you'll remember it later. Right, okay? right. And uh, last but not least, Carol. I'm Carol Hill. I have two children, uh, Jake, our youngest, 21, played baseball, basketball, and wrestling. And then our daughter, Helena, uh, danced and played softball. And I think that was it. Very good. Well, I'm excited to kind of get into this a little bit, ladies, because um, as I was telling you before we started rolling uh, the recording, I don't know what it's like to be a mom. Turns out that I don't have all the equipment that goes with that and don't necessarily have everything that I need to know about this. So I guess my, my first question is, where were you at on that whole continuum of being a sports fan before you had children? Would you have considered yourself a sports fan before having kids? Um, I'll open it up to anybody who wants to go. I'll start. I know in high school, I was a track and a runner and a cheerleader. And then in college, I played flag football. And my Central Michigan University team was the champion um, of our year. And we did a ended up going to New Orleans for a competition and realized that we really weren't very good at all. But I've always been a sports admirer. Um, participating in the flag football was very fun, but I've always enjoyed more watching the weekend games, especially college. Okay, very good. Anybody else? I was more of a participant, like, um, you know, like Kathy, I participated in sports, but to watch sports, 
that was uh, not something that I sat and did. I mean, maybe baseball, occasional baseball game on, um, I'd watch it. But I was never a true sports fan, with the exception, with the exception of uh, pro wrestling. If you want to count that as a sport, I was a WWE follower. Oh, my God. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Absolutely. So who was your favorite uh, oh. good good person in WWE? Oh, good person? I yeah. don't know. Were there any good people I don't in know. WWE? John Cena. Oh. Gotta be John Cena. Oh. He's a big, rowdy, 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 rowdy yeah. piper. Say that three times. Rowdy, yes. rowdy, piper. That's it. Yeah. That was my favorite. Yes. Okay. Yes. He was more of a heel, I think. Well, he was always a good person. He was one of the bad guys, but he always had the kilt. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Um, Gene or Tammy, either of you? I, I was always, I always was a watcher. Okay. And I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy um, football and hockey. We would go to games, but not so much participant. <laughs> sure. I'm not very athletic in that respect, but I did. I did we went to um, hockey games all the time. And mm-hmm. even before we had children, so yeah. enjoy. I, I enjoy doing that, and I enjoy even now watching a good hockey game or a good football game. Yeah, and when you say hockey, was that were you going to like local, like high local school games? Local high school. Or, or yeah, my my to, nephews to did games? play. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. would play high school football or high school uh, hockey, and also the Red Wings, mm-hmm. and also football. My other nephew played that, so. Yeah, it was it was fun. Yeah, really nice going to all the games for mm-hmm. the high school. Level, yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed that. It was I think I enjoyed that more than professional because I knew <laughs> the players. Sure, now, Gene, we we talked to your son Jack in a previous episode. It seems like a, a century ago now, but it was only about a year. Um, I think he gives you a lot of credit for becoming a Michigan State fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's staring daggers through me, folks. I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing. No, but true. so I clearly there was some sports fan in you early yeah. on. Yeah. So I'm the youngest of five kids, and my two sisters are quite a bit older than me. So we were close, but we never hung out. My older brothers were very kind to me, being that I was a pesky little sister. But they let me play football with them and basketball with them, and. Uh, I'm sure they took it easy on me, but they feel like they took it easy on me. And uh, so, yeah, I was I was a scrappy little tomboy growing up. So I like to participate. And the neighborhood I grew up in was the parents were all very close, and they were all they all not all of them went to college, but a lot of them went to college. My parents graduated from University of Illinois. Uh, the family that lived behind us was from Pennsylvania, and um, I think uh, Pat Roots p- played football for uh, Penn State, so they were big Penn State fans. Uh, the Ramseys were Michigan fans. The Schwals were Michigan State fans. So fall in my neighborhood, every house had their host, you know, their host. And it was a full-out, cro- everyone brought a crock pot all day affair with, some really cool traditions. You had to wear your who you were rooting for. And at the end of the game, you know, like the Michigan-Ohio State, this was a tough one. Kind of a funny story with my husband in particular, but Michigan-Ohio State, if Ohio State won, Michigan had to, there was a big flagpole on the corner house, they had to lower the U of M flag, and they had to raise the Ohio State flag. <laughs> oh, and same was... with the Michigan-Michigan State, and the, 
game that you know the really uh, so yeah it's and then I went to Michigan State so I'm an alum my brother uh, Chris went to Michigan State so uh, my family's kind of divided between Michigan and Michigan State um, <laughs> my brother Steve's more of a Michigan fan um, so there's always been that rivalry with Michigan Michigan State and of course my husband is a diehard you are almost. That's that saying so it mildly. There's a, there's a lot of <laughs> division when it comes to college sports. Understood. It sounds like an interesting neighborhood that you kind of grew up it in was, there. We yeah. I was very fortunate. It was uh, great. And did that inform, you know, we heard tell of our, our sons all know each other. That's how we know the, the ladies here today. Um, did that inform some of the then parties and things that, that Jack would host or the other boys would host I on think those it Saturdays? Did. Yes. I think it, it most likely did because yes. he knew of that and he thought that was pretty neat. And he knew my husband is a big Michigan fan and our oldest son, Kyle, always leaned Michigan. Mm -hmm. And then Jack leaned Michigan State. And Katie doesn't care. It's just whoever's, <laughs> <laughs> whoever's willing to buy Starbucks on the way, she's in. <laughs> And then we were always state fans in our house until Brendan got accepted into the dance program at University of Michigan. So the day that Brendan found out, we went to the dance studio to tell his instructor, his coach, that he was accepted into the program. We get home and Connor took all of his Michigan State paraphernalia, blankets, socks, sweatshirts, <laughs> T-shirts and just covered Brendan's bed, who Aww. is just now an, a U of M person. So I had to switch alliances because that's where my money was going. But Connor never switched alliance at all. In fact, I took Connor to a game that Brendan was cheering, on, uh, was dancing on the field, and it was against Purdue. Michigan scored first. I start jumping up and down and clapping, and I turn and I look at Connor, and he's not clapping. And I said, what do you mean? Your brother's down there on the field. You're not clapping for U of M? He said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it goes in our house, and to this day, it was still like that. But yeah, Connor and Jack and their alliance with Michigan State is pretty strong. Love those boys. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, so we've established the Bonafides now. We have, I think, three folks here who were fans growing up, one who enjoyed entertainment, apparently. I happen to be married to that one. Um, <laughs> but it, it's ironic to me that I'm hosting a podcast with her on it talking about being a sports fan, and, well, never mind. Um, so I guess... The next question would be, how does this maybe shift or change, and did you have to maybe begin to understand different types of sports or competitions than perhaps you grew up being familiar with after you had children and they became came of age to be able to compete? Well, you know, I mean, going back to my love for the entertainment side of wrestling, um, I remember watching Jake play or, or wrestle in high school, and I had absolutely no idea the rules of the game and what it meant, you know, who went first, who didn't go first, who was standing, who was down. I had no idea until you spent time explaining it to me in the stands as to what all of that meant. And, of course, you know, I, I had a newfound love of wrestling through our son. 
And I was never a soccer fan until Connor started playing soccer when he was very young. So then we had to learn the rules and I ended up coaching for a season because one of the coaches had uh, failed failed, (laughs) and I had no idea what was going on other than I started playing on a women's league at night. Again, I didn't know what I was doing with soccer. So I had to learn a whole lot about soccer. Um, And then just the different sports that Connor was in, you had to learn so that you could understand. My brother played hockey, so I was also a hockey fan growing up and watched the Red Wings as well. But when Connor, you know, got into hockey, he just went all in and you definitely had to learn all the rules and make sure But I was familiar with hockey at that point. But I think once you once your kids start playing a sport, whatever that sport may be, then you have a vested interest and you learn the positions and the yep, rules and you know, the the meat of the sport. Up right. until then, you know, I kind of just watch for entertainment purposes and you know, yeah. don't really question the call right. and stuff. But once once you know the positions and the rules, as a mom you question the call, especially <laughs> if it's against your kid. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, was there a, because Jack was, what, basketball, baseball, soccer, soccer. Was yep. it, soccer, the one maybe you didn't have a lot of experience with? Yeah, I had no experience with soccer before. Those, you know, it became more popular of a sport when our children were in it than we when right. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Kyle got into it first, so that kind of opened my eyes, and then Jack got into it, the AYSO and the mm-hmm. other one. I can't yeah. think of the name. There were two popular clubs. I forgot about my kids did do soccer and baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and flag football too. And you do. You 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 learn as, as you grow with your kids. Sure. You know, you learn the rules and the sport that they're playing and you just kind of ask the parents sitting next to you in the stands <laughs> and you say, was that good? And They'll say, yeah, that was good. And so, and then my, the kids, my husband, yeah. The kids will talk about it, so you want to make sure we're asking them the right questions and that they know what they're talking about, too. So our sports-minded kids would tell us exactly what was going on, and they would correct us if we looked at a, a play that wasn't appropriate and we commented on it, they would say, oh, no, Mom, that's not the way it goes. We're supposed to do this. Okay, okay. (laughs) Tammy, I wanted to ask you, because you had two that swam? Yeah, two of them both. Um, Did you have a lot of experience prior to that? No. Sitting in natatoriums and drenched in chlorine, watching people splash Didn't know how hot it was in there. (laughs) I learned to wear a short sleeve shirt. (laughs) You know, you went, but... um, yeah, it it was, you know, the the coach was fabulous. Um, any any child that didn't know what they were doing, she taught them, and she kind of educated you too as a as a parent. You know, we're gonna do this, and they're gonna swim. You know, these, these heats, and I mean, it was a learning curve for that too. But um, it was very entertaining, and a lot of times they would be up against each other, and you know, they would swim against each other. Oh, and, they did. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, it was it was it was a great sport. I I really enjoyed watching the kids, and they thrived in it. So, it's fitness wise, it may be one of the more challenging sports 
there yeah. are out there. They were very they, fit at, at that time of their, you know, in their high school. Was it still before school scrims? Nope. No. Oh, no. That, 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 that was back nice. in the day. That was morning. back in my day. Yeah. Yeah. My okay. mom wouldn't let me do practice. swim because it was morning. <laughs> it was morning practices. And she says, oh, no, you're not going to do that. But horrible. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it was after school. Okay. So it worked well with our schedule. But okay. we would have made it work either way because they, they yeah. really had a, they thrived in it. They did a. And did that, I guess, a curiosity that I have for all of you here, because you all have experienced a sport maybe you weren't familiar with beforehand, has that led you to watch like Olympic swimming or national swimmings or, you know, World Cup, you know, was in yeah, December sure. of last year for soccer? Do you maybe have more of an interest in that now because your kids have participated in that? Yeah, when they were swimming, we would, you know, catch catch some of the competitions and say oh wow you know let's let's try that next time but um yeah for even even my daughter in cheer uh, yeah. she you know the cheer competitions yeah. on tv and it's just phenomenal the the stunts they can do and um i never paid attention to it until katie yeah. got into cheer and you know yeah. the fear of them being put on the air and yeah. you know it really yeah, you it don't flies. realize how scary it is for your child to be out on the court you know, being up, put up in the air, and you know that was another aspect of it. That you was your daughter a flyer? She was a flyer. Yeah, yeah. Katie yeah. was too. So both Tammy and I would be like, so, "Please catch them." Yeah, <laughs> you know, you have to have a lot of faith in your in your bases and your yeah. teammates, and yeah, yeah. And Brendan with dance, I didn't know anything about dance, um, and for him to be a male in the dance, competitive dance, I didn't know what a pirouette was. And I had to learn all of that stuff along the way. And I would sit at the first couple of competitions and I had to ask the, you know, one of the moms next to me, what are they doing? Why did they score this? Why? So it was a huge learning experience for me. But now I look at it and I saw how hard they worked. And people who say that dancers are not athletes are oh, are they so wrong are. because yeah. they work their tails off nonstop. He, when he was in college, he was dancing about eight hours a day and, you know, his body was so buff and thick that it was just great, great opportunity for him. When he moved on and in his professional career and he wasn't dancing eight hours a day, he realized, oh, the weight comes on a little bit faster. You can't just see anything you want. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, we noticed that after high school. Once yeah. they stop swimming, <laughs> yep. you just can't eat whatever you want. Right. So. Yeah, it turns out that that does burn some calories. It does, it? for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, curious, I guess a curiosity on my part is swimming, dance, wrestling. Um, I guess soccer's more maybe mainstream, so we will leave that one aside. So for the three that had children who participated in something that would not be considered maybe a mainstream mm -hmm. sport, how did they end up choosing that? Do you have any inkling? And for you, it probably would have been your oldest because I could see then that maybe the middle child would have followed in the, yeah, in the older's footsteps. But any idea how that came to pass? So our, our, we were registering for school and somebody was passing out a flyer for swim. And my son, he wanted to be involved in school. He, he wasn't a big athlete. You know, he didn't like hockey because 
he didn't want to get hurt. He didn't like football because he didn't want to get hurt. And so he, we looked at the flyer and I said, oh, there's a meet and greet. Why don't you go to the meet and greet? And he did. And just the camaraderie with the the, the team and he, he just fell in love with the whole friend group, you know, that you form and it's like a family. And so he started swimming and he loved it. He swam all his um, high school. I, I think he started in 10th grade, so not, not ninth grade, but it, it was something that he just fell in love with. And of course, Gage, you know, wanted to be just like his brother and, you know, yeah. join the swim team too. And they, they just, you know, really just fell into it naturally. So. Very cool. Yeah. How about for, for, um, for Brendan in, yeah. in dance, he started out performing in theater when he was probably two years old. He would perform in front of the whole family and every holiday he would make up some kind of a play or dance or something with his sibling and his cousins. They were all subjected to Brendan's direction. <laughs> and then when the high school musical came out, he saw some dancing and it just snapped. It turned on a button, the switch turned on and he fell in love immediately with dance. He still did acting while he was uh-huh. learning dance and didn't do competitive for a couple years. I think it was only about two years. And as soon as he went on stage, this light just shone and he just fell in love with the whole thing and the competition and the camaraderie and the mm-hmm. teamwork. And um, he worked really, really hard and, you know, had all of his school dances because he was on the high school team, but he was also on the studio team. So he danced six days a week for three years and, you know, loved every moment of it. I'm sure some of it he didn't like, but at least he portrayed that he loved, liked all of it. Yeah. How about you with, or Jake with wrestling? Well, um, with Jake with wrestling, he had a friend in scouts that he really looked up to. He was our, um, what we call the, the SPL, senior patrol leader. And he really looked up to him and he wrestled in high school. So he thought, okay, well, when I am able to go, become, you know, in high school and I'm able to join the wrestling team, I'm going to join the wrestling team so I can wrestle, you know, and be a part of the team with Kevin. And Kevin quit that same year that Jake <laughs> oh, oh, no. So, but, you know, like, um, like Austin, Jake fell in love with that family, that camaraderie, yeah. that closeness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are, those are your buddies and, you know, you have each other's backs. Um, so he really enjoyed wrestling and did it, you know, for the four years. But like, as you know, I didn't have a wrestler in my family. You didn't have a wrestler in your family. You didn't wrestle. My brothers didn't wrestle. So that was like brand new stuff for us, you know? And, um, you know, and and just to say a little bit with Helena joining dance, you know, she was a performer. She, you know, she'd get everybody in the neighborhood to come and bring their lawn chairs out into our front yard. Mm -hmm. Yep. And perform in front of them. So for her, dance was just a natural type thing. Um, she didn't compete or anything like that. It was just mainly for fun. But, um, you know, that was her passion was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the, the two that had cheerleaders in the, in the family, um, what was that like? Because I, as a former sports writer, I've had the, I want to say, pleasure of 
covering some competitive cheer competitions. And um, it was enjoyable to an extent, but what was that like to have your children? We've already touched the fact that you both had daughters who were flyers, which has got to be nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. But those are some pretty lengthy days on, on Saturdays and competition days, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Uh, what was that like, Jean? I thought it was a, um, I thought it was a little bit surprising at how competitive it got. Uh, Very I was ruthless. Yes. yes. I mean, it was, yeah. and the moms. And some of the dads. I yeah. mean, they were really cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, cut it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a very demanding day. It is. The coaches it's... expect a lot from them. A lot of times, coaches kind of sometimes went off in areas they shouldn't have with the girls. I felt, you know, mm-hmm. for being a high school, but you know, yeah, girls for the are most sensitive part, and they don't take yeah. criticism. And yeah. when you know, everyone makes mistakes, but. If, when, they, when you're going for mistake, first, yeah, it, it reflects on the team. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not an individual sport. It's sure. a team, it's a team sport. sport. So, you know, one misstep or handling or didn't catch or balance. It, it affects the whole it team. It affects the whole thing. And there is the blame thing. Um, yeah. At least I ran into that a little yeah. bit. Um, well, I saw some of the girls like, we would have taken first if they would have caught her. And blah, 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 right. Know, type yeah. thing. Or, you know, and, and our, our school was known for first place. And so there was a lot of pressure, pressure. a lot yeah. of pressure. Brendan had that same thing with the dance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ike had one of the best uh, dance teams in the country or, you know, definitely mm-hmm. in the state. Yeah. Nationals, yeah. They, they won national several times. Brendan's senior year, they doubled titled. So that was the start of it. But during his studio competitions, it was all weekend long from Friday evening through Sunday evening. So when Connor had his uh, activities and its sports, uh, who else can get Connor there? Because I was usually with Brendan for the all weekend performances and competitions and the dance moms were ruthless at times as well. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, there was a group of male dancers and the dance moms of those kind of were removed from some of the drama that happened for sure with the the female dancers and we just walked away and it was just our small group of boys but that was but there was that kind of nonsense in in the sport for sure but with travel or any kind of you know varsity sport versus Mm -hmm. a recreational sport there's a lot of commitment there's always Mm -hmm. weekend tournaments or weekend competitions and they're not one day they're a couple and it's you know you got to stay an extra hour because you you need to get this routine down or you know and when we get it down then you guys can go home so that's commitment for sure it's you know not something that's taken lightly and they still have you know homework and balancing real life and missing out on something that's going on during the competition you know and I think as moms we would see them struggle with trying to do the balancing act with their your school comes first but yet this competition mom and 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 seeing how they were missing out on things and we could see their pain but this is what you chose you got to stick with it you got to figure it out but I think it was good for them I mean it taught them responsibility. It for taught sure. them commitment. Mm-hmm. For sure. Kathy, I wanted to go back to something that you had mentioned um, kind of in passing, but it, I think it's 
probably true for all of you here, although you know, Carol and I, our children were four years apart. Maybe we weren't as impacted quite the same way that you all were. But you have children that are fairly close in age. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes almost a divide and conquer. Yes. What, yes. what yeah. is that like from the parent standpoint <laughs> in terms of trying to yeah. trying to be present for as much as you can be present for? But there's only one of you. There's only 24 hours in the day. So how does that work? I was fortunate because I had two in the same sport in the yeah. same school. Yeah. But then there was the cheer, you know, right. and... When the that older, doesn't happen in a pool, I heard. Right? No, it doesn't. But you know, that was the only conflict when when I had a senior and then I had a, you know, one could just come in and it was it was a balancing act. And my husband worked, so I mean, he would work till you know ten o'clock at night. So it was all on me. And thank goodness for grandparents because that's you know a lifesaver to to call on somebody, even my sisters and my you know my niece at times. You know, you just have to. Ask for help. And exactly. And it was a color-coded calendar. Yeah. You had to, what sport, what field, what time, what chi- what child, what um, equipment or yeah. stuff. And you had to be yeah. very organized, organized mm-hmm. and needed to know when. There was a period of time when Connor and Jack were playing three sports in the spring. And it was soccer, baseball, and flag football or something, I think while Brendan was doing dance and I had moved out of the house. So I had to try to get everything and and we would eat pizza in the car and we would drop Connor off. I would go (laughs) drop Brendan off. I'd go back and pick up Connor and go back. And and I was just a constant Uber, but we didn't have (laughs) Ubers back then because I think we all would have used them, but it was definitely calling on the neighbors, the neighbors and the friends. Hey, can you take Connor with Jack and you pick him up and, it was definitely a village to, to get our kids yes. to where they needed to go. Yeah. I think everybody can relate. For yeah. sure. Especially with three, because right. they were outnumbered. Yes. Because it was, when Katie was little, Kyle would have uh, Tuesday and Thursday softball in practice, and Jack would have Monday, Wednesday. So we would alternate. You could, mm-hmm. you take Kyle on Tuesday and Thursday, and, alter- and then Katie was just in the backpack, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Along yeah. The Same here. But then when yeah. she started going with stuff, we had a, um, a retired couple that like to sit in their garage and just watch the neighborhood, and they would laugh at me because <laughs> I would leave with Kyle, drop Kyle off, come back and get Jack because he wasn't ready yet, and he, he had to get his stuff, and then I'd pick up Kyle or pick up Jack and Katie and they'd bring Jack to his, and then it was time to go get Kate, Kyle, and he didn't want to go to Jack's practice, so I had to bring him back home. And then if Mike was home, I'd let Katie stay. But if not, she had come with me to go back to Jack's game. And Tom and Mary would sit in her driveway and just wave <laughs> and laugh. And then a few minutes later, wave and laugh. That was probably the most stressful times for moms because then we also had to get their clothes and food ready and make sure that they brought their homework with them so they could do their homework in between between. and the other children too you know you have to everybody bring their backpacks because there's going to be downtime you know right that was the craziest time but yeah I think looking back it was probably the funnest time especially when we were you know going back and forth because that's you had your kids attention and it was before cell phones for the most part, so right. you got to talk to your kids when you were being. That was some of my favorite moments in the car yeah. with the kids. Yeah. You know, just hey, you have alone time with them, and you know if you're going on a road trip with them, yep. you have that time with them yep. to talk, and 
they kind of tell you secrets that maybe they wouldn't have told you before. Yeah. And it's, it is a quality time that you get with them. Crazy time, but crazy quality. time. And it goes really <laughs> fast. So mm-hmm. you think you're, it's, you know, oh my goodness, we yeah. have this this weekend, we have this this weekend. And, but now it's over and you kind of miss it. Did you and did you take Jake to uh, his boots and Carol take Helena to her dance and her things yeah. and would you switch on and off? Yeah, we they were you. they were four years apart, so Helena was done with her sports when Jake started his okay. sports. They were, I don't think they ever really competed, even when they were at young. At the same now. time, I mean, there was a stretch where Jake had little league and and Helena had some softball or maybe he had t-ball and she had softball or whatever, but it. We never had any schedule conflicts in terms of competitions at the same time. Oh, you're lucky. Which, which yeah, is, that must have been nice. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, um, wow. We didn't really have to necessarily do that kind of a divide and conquer. We certainly had to get into practices, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about how friendships form because, you know, when we were talking about trying to get, you know, get everybody organized, mm-hmm. this person, that person, there and there, I'm thinking back when Helena may have had something for dance but Jake was playing basketball at Stony Creek. And we would rely on friends and get to know people. Could mm-hmm. you pick up Jake? Could you bring Jake home? Whatever, because Helena had something else going on. Right. So you do, you form that carpool. bond. Carpool, yep. yep. oh, yeah. with teammates, and that's a lifesaver. Absolute yeah. lifesaver. Was, sure. was anybody a team mom here? Anybody a team mom? No? I was such for a, hockey for Connor. Yeah. Well, what did that entail? Oh, when we'd go out of town for a hockey tournament, I'd have to make reservations at the hotel and kind of block the rooms. And then we'd have to um, try to get dinner reservations or organize the potluck or whatever. And if we got t-shirts or things like that. So that was an extra layer on top of doing the whatever. And you had to take into consideration a little how close to play time or game time do they have to eat and what where can we go we can't take them to a mexican place because that's not good for hockey players right. to be out here. so it was it was um an added stress but i enjoyed doing it yeah you yeah. probably were a room mom too in elementary school right yeah Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Well, Tammy and I, I were, were yeah, yeah. lunch moms. Yes, yeah. we were lunch moms. Oh, you were lunch moms. We okay. were lunch moms back in the day. And then anything to get a little extra time with the kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they were so proud to have you on that, on that uh, at recess. Yeah, they'd come up and give us a hug. And yeah. that's how we yeah. got to know yeah. the other kids and stuff. Very, very cool. <laughs> that's, that's fun. Um, Tammy, you referenced that it goes quickly. And I, I always think of the, uh, the Don't Blink song. Yes. Who sings that? Chesney, right? Kenny, Kenny Chesney. Chesney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, that always kind of strikes me because it does go so quick. And um, much like this podcast, where it's going to go quick because mm-hmm. we're in, the, I think, the home stretch here. But what was that like? Do you remember the last time you saw your children compete? Um. For me, yes, because it was their senior year. It was the final, the final swim swim meet or the mm-hmm. final um, cheer competition or you know. So I I do. It was you know a lot of picture taking, a lot of go by your coach and 
let me get a picture with you, you know, you and your coach and just the proud feelings that you have. And it did go quick. It was like in the blink of an eye, your, your kids are grown up and now they're all in their twenties and some of them are getting married and, you know, you, you think of them as a little boy still, you get out on that field or in the swim, you know, swimming and cheering and it, it it's just, it's heartwarming and you know, yep. you reminisce. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Connor's hockey, they had the senior night that was wonderful. And it was a great chance to look back at all of his careers. But I am fortunate enough that Brendan is a cheerleader for the Los Angeles Rams. So I still mm-hmm. get to see him perform and was lucky enough to be there for the Super Bowl when they won Super Bowl 56. (laughs) So I still get to see him. He is still doing what he loves and living his best life. And watching him perform, he just still lights up. Yeah. He goes out onto the field, and I just see a spark in him. You know, this is maybe a difficult question for you to answer, but do you think that... Is he going to have any forewarning before it ends? Like you talked about senior nights. You know, that's mm-hmm. a pretty finite. You know that this is it. Right. And in most cases, you know, as good as swimmers as your kids were, right. yeah. they weren't probably going on to college. They're not going they're on not, to college for swim. You're not going to probably have a professional hockey player in your, in your right. no. life or softball no. or baseball <laughs> or what have you. But in this case, you, you have been fortunate. He's moved on to the next level and then the next level after that. But do you get the sense that you're going to know or might you, at the end of a, a season, at the last time you see him dance, do you have that in the back of your mind that this could be it? Wow, you're going to make me cry. Um, I don't know if we will have that because his continual goal will be to do something else in dance. Okay. Um, that was what his degree was in, uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts in dance. So the typical professional cheerleader time frame is anywhere from two to five to six years. He's starting his year three, so he's got a couple more years in his mind, and then there will be a next thing for him. I have no idea what that's going to be, though. It won't be on the cheer field, but maybe it will be it will be along those lines. So I have a feeling it'll be something big. I, I hope he's destined yeah. for greatness. Yeah, he goes through some periods of time where he, you know, doubts himself because now that he's out in LA and everybody out there is dancers, he sees that how much the competition is, but that's what he wants to do. And he said one of his dreams is to be a backup dancer for some pop singer and he hasn't lost that dream. So I know that they, he still will do things to elevate to get to that next level. So, mm-hmm. But at some point, his body won't want to dance anymore yeah. and he will do something behind the scenes or teach or whatever yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully he's got another years. 10 years or so in the performing area, a couple years, whatever it is. But 
Yeah, it's that will be sad. For now, I know I get to go to another LA game, and anybody want to come? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> girls trip, girls trip. I think we're all signing up, right? Right. right. <laughs> I, I may not qualify if it's a girls trip. Yeah. <laughs> this one out, but um, Carol has my permission to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. men. Um, um, Jean, how about you with with your three when when it came to an end for them? I, I loved watching my kids. I never understood those parents who dropped their kids off and left. I, oh. I wanted to absorb every second. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, whatever it was, from swimming to softball to baseball to basketball, hockey, yep. whatever it was. I loved watching my kids. So, um, But I think all of my kids, you know, when it came, you know, they enjoyed it. And when it was time to end, they were, I think they were ready for the next step. And I think because of all their athletic experiences, now Kyle's getting into golf, and now we can play golf with him. You know, yeah. it's like, and yeah. you know, there's Jack's getting into hunting and being outdoors, and that's something mm-hmm. that my father-in-law always had a passion yeah. with. So, you know, Mike's not a big hunter, but it's time with Jack. So he's, you know, he's getting his safety. Oh well, Gage, he can he can tag along with Gage because exactly he seems to be an expert. You know, so because of that athletic that, that experience, background. you know, now we can yeah. not necessarily be um, fans or watching, but yeah. do athletic things with them as they're adults now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah. it's yeah. fun. I know Mike and Jack are just picking up the sport of pickleball, which is taking Oh, that's off. so right. And right. they're both all so excited about it and... You know, looking for courts and leagues mm-hmm. and talking to each other about it. And it's because they both have that background that I think they're, they're going to be playing a lot this summer. Well, the way, you're, the way your street operates over there, I expect it to be fully cordoned <laughs> off at some point with pickleball courts on the middle the of the street. street. Yeah, yeah. Locked yeah. Up. yeah. Move on the block. Yeah. Block party. Yeah. Bring your pickleball. Uh, um, Carol, how about you when, when R2 ended? What was that like? Um, for Helena with dance, I didn't know it ended because she started with, um, you know, she ended one season. We did the, you know, we did the, um, recital, recital. Thank Mm -hmm. you. We did the recital the next year. She took tap or ballet or whatever. And then about a month or two into it, she decided she didn't want to dance anymore. And I was like, I I never knew that I just saw my last recital. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So that hit hard. So when Jake, any time he played baseball or any time Helena was in softball, I remember Helena's last game of softball. She didn't want to play anymore. We knew that was her last game. And you just take that moment, that opportunity to savor and think, mm-hmm. this is my son's last up at bats. This is his last time that he's mm-hmm. playing. This is my daughter's last time up at bats, last time that she's playing. And, um, you know, with Jake, I can remember clear as day, his last wrestling match, he was um, – it was like a district championship. It was Eisenhower, Adams, um, Rochester Adams, and Rochester um, Stony Creek. All three teams were playing at Adams High School, and he was wrestling against a Stony Creek kid, and I work at Stony Creek. So it was kind of one of those, you know, Who do you moments. root for? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you root for yourself. You yeah. yeah. do. But um, I remember his last wrestling meet, and that being the final one for him. 
you know, the coach of the other team, who is a neighbor of ours down the street, just taking him aside saying, you know, you, you wrestled very, I've watched you your entire career. Oh, you yes. wrestled, right, exactly. Yeah. And just what a great um, sportsmanship he did. And it was really, um, really nice and memorable to, you know, those last final moments of the kids' sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I love Gene's point that, you get to the point now where you can begin to maybe do some things with them if you have that interest yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really um, wonderful. And I, you know, one of my previous guests on this show talked about how she took up golf much later in life herself, um, but never had that chance to play with her um, dad because by the time she learned how to play, her dad's health was failing, and that was pretty you know, tough on her. Right, but. You know, she's happy that she has done it, and she thinks that, you know, he would have been proud that she yeah. did it. So, um, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, Very much. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. A roller coaster, and, um, you know, I didn't know that we were going to, you know, go down the rabbit hole of talking about, you know, professional dancers for the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> I, I'm surprised, you know, Kathy didn't come in with the Super Bowl ring on her finger. And, oh, if I had it, I would have. I, yeah. I do. I am wearing <laughs> the... Attire for yeah. sure. Go Rams. Um, but yeah, I saw the picture of you, I think, with the uh, Lombardi trophy or something yeah. at an after party. Yeah. So there Connor, is yeah. there is visible proof yeah. that it, it did happen. It did. It yeah. was a pinch me moment for sure. Yeah. Best experience of our lives and got, getting to share it with Brendan and Connor, who kept saying, I'm here at the Super Bowl because my brother is down on the field, made me cry, of course, the whole weekend. It was just so sweet. And um, will Connor root for U of M now? No, no, absolutely not. No. He's half my kid. Gene really uh, did some blackmail with the kid over the years since they knew each other since they were three years old. So she had a lot of time to. Um, Anything else, ladies, that I maybe didn't hit on that you would love to share? Anything? It was wonderful having our kids go to school together and have these yeah, lifetime sure. memories with them. That was, that's yeah. really sweet. And sports, you know, helps kids grow in many ways other than on the field. You know, the camaraderie right. and the sportsmanship and the, Discipline and the disappointment. And the disappointment. And, you know, not I, getting... I think that they rooted each other on too. Yes. For, you know, when they were in high school, they would go see each other play. And yep. I know a couple of Gage's friends came to watch him um, swim and mm-hmm. he would go. He'd say, "Oh, I'm they're they're wrestling right off, right across the hall. I'm gonna go watch watch him wrestle." And you know, so I, it was it was nice to see them root each other on. Too. Yep, mm-hmm. good bonding. Yes, yeah. like good friends. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all again. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Conversations with sports fans is a production of the Sports Fan Project. Our theme music is, fittingly, entitled Wooden Championships by Lobo Loco. Please visit our website at thesportsfanproject.com for more information and to contact us. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with other sports fans you know and invite them to give it a listen.